You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. I'm going to be taking my text. Uh, my text verse is going to be in Hebrews chapter number 3. And then uh, I'm going to be reading a good, about, a good bit out of John 10. Uh, I wonder, is there anybody else in here besides me that has a love-hate relationship with GPS? Um, now, especially for us, us that are Gen Xers and older. Uh, now, young people, listen to this. You may or may not believe this, Gunner, but we actually used to draw maps. We would draw a map, and we'd hand it to somebody, pen and paper, We'd draw it out, we'd draw the little tree over here and the stack of hay bales, and then you take a right, and we would draw it out, and we'd give it to somebody. Here's, we learned how to draw maps. Anybody else? Uh, we, we learned how to write directions uh, and things like that. Of course, and, and by the way, we also learned how to read atlases. Uh, learned how to read atlases. I love looking at an atlas. I love maps to this day. Uh, hey, but then MapQuest came along. My goodness, the technology. Uh, you could print out instructions uh, off of your AOL account and you could take papers with you when you drove. And anybody remember MapQuest? All right, and you, so you had MapQuest. Well, then pretty soon, then you started getting the Garmin's and the, and the GPS that you could actually put into your car that would tell you where to do. Now we have a conde condescending, know-it-all voice that smugly guides us through our lives. Right? And uh, now here's the thing though. Has anyone ever been misled by GPS? Yes. I think we could all say we have been misled by GPS. I want to tell you something today. I do not trust GPS. I don't. Uh, man, I was, I was leaving... Uh, Man, I was up in Sioux Falls, and uh, I must have been up around Harrisburg or something, and I was coming down, I think I was coming down from Canton is what it was, coming down from Canton, and, and the GPS told me to take a left, and it wanted me to take the back highways all the way to Elk Point instead of just going a few miles and getting on the interstate and booking on down, you know? I'm like, what's this fool doing? Come to find out it's been taken over by environmentalists that are trying to save fuel, and so they're trying, that's my conspiracy theory anyway. Um... <laughs> So they're trying to keep me on the uh, back roads going a little bit slower, not using as much fuel. But regardless, I'm like, what's this thing doing? I'm not following that. I'm not turning left. I know I'm supposed to turn right right here. Uh, hey, have you ever got in an argument with the GPS? Would you be willing to admit that? Have you ever got mad at your GPS? Have you ever wanted to, th have you ever wanted to throw your GPS out the window? Have you ever said, shut up, woman, to your GPS? Um... Yeah, and, 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 I, and I certainly have, all right? And um, so, so there's, I don't trust it. Because uh, I say this, it, it, it acts like it knows what it's talking about all the time. Turn right now, you know, and all this. Like, it, it's, it speaks so authoritatively. And again, it's just so condescending uh, with the voice uh, that it has there. Uh, I want to show you a couple other examples of people who have had trouble with GPS. Um, you could get, yeah, be getting the first picture. Uh, okay, this, these pictures are mixed up, but it doesn't matter because the result is the same. Um, but in 2012, 
There was three Japanese tourists on vacation. Man, there's another one in there somewhere. That's the last one. I need to start double-checking. Is that the only two you got? Okay. Uh, we'll just use this one twice. But I actually had the picture of the one I'm sharing with you. Um, but it, but, but uh, there was three Japanese tourists on vacation in Australia who set out on a road trip to uh, uh, Stradbrook Island. Following their GPS, they believed that they could drive from the Australian mainland to the island. The GPS had failed to mention the nine miles of water that was between the mainland and the island. So while car from Queensland, they began to notice the firm gravel road surface disappear and give way to mud. Despite the sinking feeling they had, they decided to plow on, confident that their GPS would direct them to solid ground. They traveled, an they traveled another uh, 500 meters, about 1,600 yards, feet anyway, into the ocean. They literally drove out into the ocean. The amusing thing is if you look this story up, the ferry is actually in the background. There's the car in the ocean and the ferry and people being amused by the ferry. Um, so, you can't always follow the GPS. Now, this one in June 2011, there were three young women that escaped a sinking Mercedes-Benz rental uh, after the GPS directed them down a boat launch uh, into the Mercer Slough in Bellevue, Washington. The driver thought she was still on the road as she followed the car's GPS just after midnight. But she was actually heading down the boat ramp and crashed the SUV into the lake. All three women were able to make it out unharmed. And I've got a video of GPS too, of a GPS scenario that fits in, in thinking about this. Make a right turn. I got you! Okay, so you get the idea. Uh, you can't always, the, the, the point is, the, the illustration I'm trying to make here today is talking about voices. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 7, it says, As the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear His voice. Now, the, vid the, the video we just showed had two different voices in it, really three. It had one voice that was saying, okay, take a right now. There was another voice that seemed to be maybe a more reasonable voice that said, you can't turn right now, there's a lake right here. And so this man is battling between one voice that's telling him to turn right now and another voice saying, you cannot, you're driving into a lake, you cannot turn right now. And my point today is this, there are a lot of voices that we hear today. Every one of us, have, we hear voices, whether it's through media, whether it's through podcasts, which I guess is a form of media, uh, sermons, messages, books, a lot of voices out there. But I'm thinking more today about the inner voices that we hear today. Now those were a little humorous, but now you could show the other picture there uh, because there's a, a one that's not quite as humorous. In March of 2015, uh, Iftikhar Hussein, a 64-year-old man and his 51-year-old wife, Zora, 
They set off from their home in Chicago to visit family in Indiana. Following the GPS, they approached a bridge that had been closed for repair since 2009. Despite numerous barricades, orange cones, road closed signs, Iftikhar continued onward, seemingly paying more attention to the GPS instructions than the warning signs around him. The car plunged off the bridge, dropped more than 37 feet, and burst into flames shortly after impact. And the result was, miraculously, Iftikhar survived the fall and was able to escape the vehicle. But his wife was trapped in the wreckage and was unable to get out of the car and died in the blaze. Sad story, right? But what I, what the, the point is just simply this. There's a voice today the voice of God Almighty through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God, there's a voice that's trying to lead you to life, lead you to blessing. But I'm telling you, as sure as you sit here today, every one of us struggle with another inner voice that is trying to get us to go in a different direction, to make different choices. I shared with you the verse out of Hebrews chapter 3, but I want to tell you that that verse out of Hebrew 3 is actually a quotation from Psalm 95. Psalm 95 adds a little bit more background to the, to the verse. And in Psalm 95, here's what it says. For He is our God. This is Psalm 95 verse 7. For He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture. And the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, what's this voice? It's the voice of the shepherd trying to lead you to still waters, trying to lead you to green pastures. Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart. The whole point of Hebrews 3 that I began preaching about last week was that God is trying to lead his people to a better life. God is trying to lead His people to a successful life. Now, I will say here as a disqualifier or a qualifier, I should say, most of you know this, but when I'm talking about success and when I'm talking about a better life, I'm not talking about a life without problems. And I'm not preaching health, wealth, and prosperity. You may or may not have health, wealth, and prosperity, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about success in our walk with Christ. I'm talking about a better life in the sense of the life that God's called us to live. Living in His perfect will that He has for us. He is a shepherd and in the context, He was trying to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, across the desert, into the promised land. A good land. How many of you believe that God has good planned for you? How many, of you, how, how many of you have competing voices questioning that? God wants to lead you to good. Hey, it all started in the Garden of Eden, did it not? When the Lord said, hey, don't take of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's a voice that got into Eve's head that thought, you know what, I want to get close to that. I want to check it out. She got close to it. Then she heard another voice saying, hey, what do you think about the tree there? Think about taking of that fruit? 
Yeah, I, I, I know God said that you would die when you took of it, but what God really, see, God's, God's trying to keep you from something good. That's, that's another voice. See, God had a good voice that said, you can eat of a thousand fruit trees in this garden. Just avoid the one. She's hanging around the one. She let a voice lead her close to there. Then she got there and a voice said, you know what? God's trying to keep something good from you. How many of you ever read the Ten Commandments and think God's trying to be mean? Well, God's just being all restrictive. You know, he doesn't. No, he's trying to lead us to life. All right, he's trying to lead us to life. He was trying to lead them to life. Jesus further expounds on this thought when he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In John 10, 27. Follow him where? And again, you've heard this a lot from me in, in the recent, over the past year. Where is he trying to lead us in John 10? What's the context? To life. And that more abundantly. That's what I've got for you. But there's other competing voices that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy. As Jesus spoke to his disciple many years ago, he speaks to you and to, I, to, to me today, follow me. Follow me. God is trying to lead you somewhere. See, through salvation, Jesus calls us out of sin and condemnation. Hey, I wonder, for those of you that are saved today, for those of you that have put your faith and trust in Christ, were you old enough at the time to remember a battle that went on in your head? When God's convicting you of your sin, He's showing your need to turn to Him. He's showing you how that Jesus paid the penalty for your sin and that if you would just believe on Him, trust in Him, He would save you. But there was another thought saying, yeah, but do you really want to do this? Anybody? This, this is going to cost you something? You know, do you realize that you're really turning your back on your sin in this decision? I know for me it was just, it was painfully obvious for me that my plans for the following weekend were no longer going to be my plans for that following weekend if I accepted Christ as my Savior. I knew those two didn't go together because Christ was, I, I was going this way, Christ was calling me to go this way. He was calling me to repentance. He was calling me to a different life from sin. We have a voice. See, through salvation, Jesus calls us out of sin and condemnation, leading us to salvation and rest. He then leads us on. I like Psalm 23, don't you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. You know, and it just goes right through the, the personal relationship. And I want you to get the personal nature of this call, the personal relationship of this voice. The Bible says, today, if you will hear His voice. Can you hear His voice today? Will you hear His voice today? Can I pause just for a moment and try to get your attention? You want to know why? How many of the voices did you stop and listen to there for a little bit? Think about that. Through the course of this message, there's a constant inner voice and there's a constant battle. We go from to dinner, to some things that we would hate to even mention, right in the middle of church. Is that just a coincidence? No, it's not. 
You know what the Bible says? Jesus warned, and I'm going to preach about this, Lord willing, next week, some of the obstacles to hearing and how we can overcome those obstacles. But the Bible actually says, Jesus himself said, when the seed of God's word is sown, he said it's like seed being cast out onto soil. But immediately, the birds of the air are coming out there right now. And trying to, oh man, you mean God's trying to lead me to something greater? God's got something better? And, and Satan just wants to come snatch that thought right out of your head. Hey, remember what you got to do later? Hey, check your phone. See if anybody else has liked that post of yours. Uh, see how many likes you've got on that picture. You know, you get a notification on your phone. I'm telling you, seriously, you, you, whether you realize it or not, you are fully and actively engaged in spiritual warfare as you sit where you sit this morning. There's the voice of the Creator trying to lead you like a shepherd leads the sheep. If you're not saved, the Holy Spirit of God is trying to get a hold of you and trying to get your attention and tell you you need Christ. But there's another voice saying, no, you don't. People already think you're a Christian. Or you've been a Christian your whole life. Or, or you've been, uh, whatever the excuses may be, maybe do, do it next week. You can do it later. But see, there's something about the voice. The Bible says in Hebrews 3, 7, today, today if you hear His voice. Because we struggle with voices of procrastination. I wonder this. I wonder this. Wednesday, be here Wednesday if you can. I'll be preaching out of Thessalonians. We're going to be preaching about praise and worshiping the Lord and, and the power that God uses to, uh, in, in the praise and the way it builds our faith and so forth. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Um, but I wonder, man, God gave us an excellent opportunity to praise Him this morning, didn't He? Boy, he, he let some prepared singers get up here with their hearts and they're just trying to point somebody to Jesus and no doubt... The Holy, I know for me, now not everybody's like me, but I believe there's a lot of us. How many felt, felt God stirring in your heart as you thought that wonderful thing? He knows my name. Wow. He cares about me. He knows my pain. He knows it all. They sung, have you seen the theme this morning? I come to the garden and I hear His voice. He walks with me. He talks to me. I hear His voice. Then He knows my name. But God stirs in our heart and we think, oh my goodness, God is good. And how many times has somebody told me and said, oh preacher, man, I just felt like praising the Lord. There was a voice that said, praise ye the Lord. But there was another voice that said, wait a second. It'd be kind of embarrassing. You know, I, I'm more refined. Water people... Well, whose voice are we listening to? Can I just say something else too? God used, say for instance, a song to stir our hearts today. I'll save the rest of this for Wednesday. But just in case, I know y'all ain't, all, ain't, all ain't going to come, so I'm going to get y'all that ain't coming. All right? Because God, God used a song to give us a grand opportunity just to say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He get, I mean, he just made it easy for us today. But we harden our hearts. And we listen to another voice. But here's the thing i got to tell you also. Today, the Lord was stirring my heart, and so it was easy. I, I felt that voice, man. I felt something just like, hallelujah. But you want to know something? His voice is the same whether I feel it or not. Because I am told 
commanded repeatedly in the Word of God, Praise ye the Lord. I don't need to feel that. I don't need to feel what God tells me to do. We don't do what we do because we feel it. We do what we do because God said it. Praise the Lord. So we got these voices. There's competing voices that we have. Hey, Jesus said this in Matthew 11, verse 15. He that hath ears. Now stop right there for a second. Can we do a poll? He that hath ears. How many of you have ears in here today? Yeah, I'm looking around. All of us have ears today. But here's the next thing. He says, let him hear. I believe it's in Mark. Jesus adds to it and says, He that hath ears to hear. So he that hath ears is every one of us. But who among you has ears to hear? How many of you are ready to listen? How many of you are ready to respond? Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says, well here it is, he, Revelation 2 7, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Seven times in the book of Revelation, the Bible says, He that hath ear to hear, let him hear. We all have an inner voice today. Our subconscious thoughts. All day long we hear voices inside of our, heart, inside of our heads. We have conversations with ourselves from the minute we wake up in the morning. Do we not? What's the voice say when you wake up in the morning? Do you start battling right away? Um, but from right away. It is this inner voice that eventually makes up our perception of the outer world and makes up our own reality. Our inner voice, something you need to know about your inner voice. Do you got an inner voice? What's it saying right now? What's it saying right now? Because we need to be able to identify that. And by the way, the Bible says we can have some control over that. Not necessarily what's initially said, but we can uh, control how long we entertain that thought and that voice. Alright? Uh, and the point is that sometimes we allow our thoughts to have control instead of controlling our thoughts and, and the voice within inside of our head. Here's the problem. All of our inner voices have been tainted by our sinful nature. In other words, without Satan being anywhere around, our nature is tainted. Therefore, our inner voice is tainted and leans towards sin. Lean towards self-worship. Our inner voice has been tainted by our sinful nature. Our inner voice has been taught by our worldly experiences. Things we've experienced in our lives dictates what our inner voice says. Our failures, abuses, uh, you know, things that have been said to us, told us, spoken to us, curses that have been spoken upon our lives. Those things are, they make up that inner voice. Worldly, so worldly experiences, but also worldly expressions. In other words, there is so much garbage in the world today. If we let that dictate 
what our life is like, if we look at what the world's standard is of what it means to be a young person and have a good time, or an old person and have a good time, right? It's a worldly expression that says, this is it! Hey, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? What voice are you hearing? Because those voices, again, are shaped, they're tainted by our sinful nature, taught by worldly experiences and expressions, and, and, and then also tempted by Satan. In other words, we need to understand today that our inner voice has been compromised. Our inner voice has been compromised. We constantly process different impressions that we get from the people and situations around us. We all have very busy minds, and our thoughts can be very hard to regulate. When it comes to your inner voice, I ask you again, are you controlling your inner voice, or is your inner voice controlling you? See, we're influenced by whatever we're the most receptive to. Either the sounds of darkness or the melodies of heaven. It's like music. The voice of the enemy comes in the form of temptation. The voice of uh, the enemy comes in as a voice of condemnation. A voice of accusation. A voice of slander. A voice of fear. A voice of insecurity. A voice of worry. Are you worried? Are you entertaining sin? Are you in the midst of sin? You're listening to the wrong voice. People listen to the voices of insecurity. They listen to the voice of fear. People are living their lives full of anxiety. Why? Are you a worried person? Are you a person that's known to worry? Whose voice are you listening to? I promise you if you're a worrier, you're listening to the devil more than you're listening to God. Oh, I'm just a worrier, preacher. It's just the way I am. I'll say something about that in just a second. Just to encourage you worriers. Don't get worried about it though, all right? <laughs> Whose voice are you listening to? Seriously. I'm trying to help you today. Um... We're influenced by these things around us. Listening to the wrong voice. Listen, I'm going to give you these things quickly. Listening to the wrong voice can turn us from God. If you listen to the wrong voice, how many people have been turned away from God? How many people have committed their lives to Christ? They've got excited about what the voice they heard and Jesus maybe saved them or maybe you're saved and you said, you know what, I am taking a, a step further for God. I am going to commit to serving God. Then all of a sudden, that happens. Real bad. The battle starts. Well, I don't know what God's trying to do. I was just trying to live my life here when everything fell apart. But that's not God. See, there's an enemy that you don't realize that he's had a grip on you for a long time. And see what? See, our thoughts, our thoughts, if we entertain negative thoughts long enough, these thoughts can turn into obsessions. Things that we just think of all the time. And then these obsessions turn into something that actually begin to dominate our lives and become a stronghold. And you can break away from a stronghold for a little bit, but pretty soon it starts calling you back again. People get mad at God. In other words, it can affect your relationship with God. We don't want to spend time with a God that we don't trust. 
Think about that. Honestly. I dare say there's people sitting here that do not trust God right now. I mean, sure, you trust Him some, but you don't trust Him enough to give your whole life to. You don't trust Him enough to surrender your whole life to. You don't trust Him that much. Don't trust that, God. Well, how, how's that work? God has a plan for your life. But wrong, listen to the wrong voice. <coughs> Excuse me. Can turn us from God. Listening to the wrong voice can create debilitating fear. The what ifs. Listening to the wrong voice can create condemnation. Listening to the wrong voice can lead to procrastination. Today, if you hear his voice, today, today, today is the day of salvation. Anything else? That's not what God says. Today, he says, it can lead to procrastination. Listening to the wrong voice can lead to pride. Listening to the wrong voice can uh, cause us to reject God because we think He's rejected us. Listening to the wrong voice can create doubts. Listening to the wrong voice can create depression. Listening to the wrong voice can lead to church strife. You know that voice, don't you? That voice that you have that somehow knows the motive of everybody else in the church? Oh, they know the motive. I know why he preached that today. We like that voice. It gives us a sense of pride also. But what it is, a lot of it's a defense mechanism. We have insecurities. Somebody happened not to speak to us today. Somebody didn't shake our hand. Somebody's never spoken to us. Oh, I know. That voice tells you why. And we like that voice because it makes us feel we're superior. That's a defense mechanism, the insecurity. But I'm superior now, and I know, I know why they did that. I appreciate, by the way, man, I really, you don't know how much I appreciate this. People come to me sometimes and say, Preacher, you said if I've got a question or if I've if, if, if I'm got a problem or anything, to come talk to you. And so I'm coming to talk to you. I appreciate people that do that. You want to know why? Because in most cases, their problem does not originate with anything that my voice ever uttered. It's other voices. Oh, well, preacher, you said this one thing, and so this voice told me all the other stuff you meant, though. It told me. Um, you know those voices? Yeah, you ever have that voice? That's not God. I know their motive. I know what they were thinking. Listening to the wrong voice can lead to divorce. It can lead to all kinds of things. You listen to the wrong voice. In John 10, the Bible says in verses 2 through 5, Jesus is speaking, and here's what He says. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. So there again, he is calling. The sheep hear his voice. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. He's talking about sheep. 
in the wilderness, you know, like sheep, farm animals. But he's saying they, they know the shepherd's voice and they're not going to listen to another voice. And we ought to be the same way. The problem is, too many of God's sheep, us, we listen to those other voices. I'm telling you, it's honestly a sad commentary that I don't believe today that we're talking about a minority. I, I don't feel like this is a message today to where it's like, I don't know why God had me preach this. Well, maybe there's one or two people that, that are dealing with these voice, inner voices right now that are contrary to God. Mm-mm. You know how many people I believe today that are struggling with inner voices that are contrary to God and opposing to God and exalting themselves against the knowledge of Christ? Every last one of you. Every last one of you and myself included. And what I, want, what, what I want to do today is try to show you and encourage you. Number one, you need to recognize the enemy and recognize it as an enemy uh, today. Because I'd say this, the voice of another. Uh, we need to learn to tune out the wrong voices. This whole thing, as I mentioned earlier, started with Eve. Did you know that those voices, again, can speak with a lot of authority one of the problems with these voices is some of these, some of these voices we've had as long as we can remember. They go back to childhood, some of them. Some of them, maybe we've just, you know, maybe you're a newer Christian and you spent most of your life in a secular setting and this whole Bible thing, church thing, it's so new to you that you've got a lot of years of these other voices that are opposing to what God said. It's a challenge. But I'm telling you, God's able... Um, you know this, strangely, the voice, there's voices that we can find comfort with. I dare say, I wonder, maybe you could tell me this morning, I wonder if when I've identified your voice, or better yet, when the Spirit of God has identified the contrary voice that you've heard, that you entertain, that you listen to, I wonder if you've got a little bit, little bit defensive over that voice. Ain't that something? Why do we do that? Because for a lot of us, that voice brings comfort. If we keep believing the I can'ts, for instance, I can't control my temper. I can't control drinking. I can't control my lust. I can't control my worry. That's comforting. Because guess what that makes you? A victim. Now there's a problem with that. Jesus didn't say that you're more than victims through Him that loved you. Jesus' voice says you're more than a conqueror. But I like that voice of that I'm a victim. You want to know why? Because now I don't have any responsibility. I'm just angry, can't help it. I like that voice. I don't have to change. Don't have to change. I'm the exception to the rule. This is the way I am. Just the way it is. We like that voice. I wonder how many of us have a voice like that that we hold on to. The I can't. A lot of us. But what I'm telling you is, through Jesus Christ, you can. I can do all things through Christ. But here's the question you've got to ask yourself. Here's the struggle. You ready? Psalm 95, like the shepherd leads his sheep. I've got a goal. I've got a vision. I've got a place for you. I'm trying to lead you there. Hey, listen to my voice. You listening? You can. 
overcome your anger. You can overcome your lust. You can overcome your worry. You can through Christ. Come. Come with me. I'm leading you to the the abundant life. And with joy, God says, oh, the life that I've got for you. Will you listen, young person? Will you listen? Just come. Just come. There's another voice saying, nah, but I can't. I, this I can't. I, I've, I've had this I can't thing for a long time, and I'm pretty comfortable there. But it's a lie. And here's the other problem. How's that working out for you? The thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and destroy. This is the context of what we're talking about. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. We take a, a sad comfort in being a victim instead of a conqueror. <coughs> Can I just encourage you something today? Quit being a poor mouth Christian. Quit poor mouthing. Well, it's so bad. Yeah, it is bad. But God promised me that all things are working together for good. This is bad. But Lord, I know you're going to work this for good. Which voice? Amen? Be, we can be victorious. Uh, you know, it, it's a lot like Stockholm Syndrome. You ever heard of that? Stockholm Syndrome, there were hostages that were held in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, I think it was during a bank heist or something. And that's the, the first time that psychologically they observed how, these, how the captors, the ones being held prisoner, actually developed a relationship and a dependency on their captors. They were actually defensive toward their captors. They did not want their captors to get hurt. I don't know if you remember some of those missionaries. I believe they were in the Philippines. Uh, correction. They were in Indonesia that got kidnapped. It's probably been about 15 years ago or so. These missionaries that had got kidnapped, and they, they were saved. The husband ended up getting shot, during the, but they were held kidnapped for a, a, a hostage for a long time. But she shared how it was the strangest thing that when the army would be, begin to close in on them and they'd get into firefights and everything, that, that they were hoping so much that their captors didn't get hurt. It's this weird psychology that we have. And that's kind of what we do. We, 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 we develop a, 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 an affection and a dependency and a protection toward our captors. Now, how do we know which voice to follow? And I'm going to be done. Number one, consider the source. I've been trying to peg that the whole time. Consider the source. What are you thinking right now? Can I ask you to stop right now? What voice do you hear right now? What voice are you listening to at this very moment? Okay, where does that come from? In other words, identify the source. You're worthless. Kill yourself. Go into sin. I can't, I can't, I can't. Where's that voice come from? Whose voice is that? Not God's. Identify the, avo the voice. Consider the source. Where did this thought originate? Then number two, consider the destination. Does this pattern of thought lead you, number one, does it lead you to the same places? How, are your, how, how has your relationships been affected by the fact that you can't control your anger? How's that affected your relationships? How's that working out for you? 
How's your health because you can't control your worry? How's your back feel? How's your head? How's your joints? How are you doing here? You can't, you can't do it. How's that working for you? Consider the destination. Where are you heading with this? Where is it leading you? The illustration of Hebrews was about people that ended up living their life in circles. Why? Because they listened to the wrong voices. And if, so consider the destination. I nor God can make you choose the right voice today. But there's a shepherd in heaven that is speaking to you, trying to guide you to a better place than where you're living. Or keep going in circles. It's up to you. Consider the destination. Hey, be real. Is this voice leading to sorrow, death, and destruction? Where's this voice leading? Where's it going? So consider the source, consider the destination. And as we all stand here today, I want to encourage you. Hey, I, I don't mean to make this sound easy. It's easy in principle, but it's in practice. Here's what you need to do, seriously. Hey, how many of you struggle with some seriously negative voices? And again, if we're being honest, I think every one of us. What do we do with those voices? Rather than entertain them, we bring them to God and say, Dear Lord, here's what I've been allowing myself to think. And I want to confess right now, and I want you to forgive me for allowing myself to listen to the voice of the enemy. Whether it's my tainted nature, whether it's the temptation of Satan, whether it's the influence of the world. Lord, and right now, I claim the power of the cross, the power of your death and resurrection. Lord, set me free. I'm not a victim. Help me, Lord, to quit living like a victim and help me to begin living like a conqueror. You can begin playing. The Bible says in Romans 10:17, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Claim the Word of God, folks. Hey, you need to be saved today? Hey, Jesus will save your soul. And He wants to save your soul. He wants to lead you from Egypt. Lead you from sin. I know for some in our part of the country, you know, people coming to the altar, that's, that's foreign to many, many people. I understand that. But do you know what the heart of this thing right here is? Today! If you hear His voice, right now, respond. That's what the heart of this whole thing is. But there's another voice. It's called pride. It's called self-preservation. If you don't know Jesus, He will save you today. If you know the Lord, He wants to lead you. Will you follow? He says today, if you will hear His voice, what a privilege to hear the voice of God. I mean, God speaks through creation. Are you listening? He speaks through conscience. Can you hear? He speaks through circumstances. Will you listen? He speaks through the Spirit and through the Word of God. Can you hear the Savior calling today? Can you hear the Savior calling?
You say, yeah, preacher, but I've got this other voice. Can I encourage you to follow the voice of the Savior today? If you're not saved today, maybe you'd want to pray this prayer with me as we begin to draw to a close. Maybe you'd want to say, Dear Lord Jesus, I do need to be saved. Lord, I need to be forgiven of my sin. And Jesus, I know that you went to the cross to pay for my sin. And right now, I believe on you, Lord. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again. And Lord, in believing, I believe that you will save me if I just simply trust you, Lord. Simply believe on you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I turn to you today. Well, I hope today if you're not saved, you said that prayer. Because you can be saved. If you are saved here today, man, it's a battle. I'm not preaching to you one up here today that's just figured out 100% how to always listen to the right voice. But by the grace of God, that's the way I'm trying to live. It's a constant battle. That inner, inner voice is going all the time. But I'm telling you, the more you know the Word of God, the more you're around the people of God, the more you listen to, listen to things that support the voice of God, good Christian music, good Christian teaching and preaching, being around good brothers and sisters, things that edify, you can, your, your voices, listen, can be set in order by the Holy Spirit of God today if you will hear His voice.